That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. We are taking a few weeks off from recording new episodes, and we are rerunning some of our favorite apps from the recent past. Greatest hits, if you will. We hope you love them. And if you do, maybe take a deep dive into our archive. We have been doing this thing since 2015, so there is plenty to keep you busy. And if you want even more, head to a thing or two HQ.com to subscribe to our much loved Monday newsletter and to sign up for our membership program, Secret Menu. For four bucks a month, you'll get one additional newsletter from us every week, chock full of the things we cannot shut up about and will not shut up about. And as always, to share your thoughts on this episode or anything, really leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. Hello and welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazer. And I'm Erica Cerullo. You might know us as the co-founders of Of A Kind, the co-authors of Work Wife, or just two women who feel so strongly about the relationship that they own the domain ClaireAndErica.com. Related, head there and sign up for our newsletter. Oh, and make sure you mark it as not spam if that's been an issue for you. Good point. I've had several people DM me and say that they couldn't find it. And then they looked in their spam and they found it. And the thing is, we're on a new newsletter platform and rebuilding our list, which also means we have to like perform the black magic of getting our <laughs> spam score up, basically. I, so you can help us by getting that thing out of your spam folder. That's right. Um, and also, yeah, leave us voicemails, 833-632-5463. Yeah. Love that. <sighs> Something we were both lamenting recently. Lamenting. That's exactly the right word. Okay. So I wore a pair of jeans today to help mm-hmm. illustrate this point. <laughs> I know no one can see the jeans, but, but they're I, a wide leg jean. They're a wide leg jean. Yeah. They're like, I would say there's the sort of like Natalie Imbruglia circa mm-hmm. 2000. Circa, circa 1998. Circa when Natalie Imbruglia was relevant. Circa torn. Yeah. Don't say when she was yeah. relevant. <laughs> Torn will always be relevant. That's right, Claire. Thank Excellent you. Excellent karaoke song for anybody oh trying to rack their brains for what to sing next. Um, And so they are wide leg, Jinko adjacent mm-hmm. uh, cut. Yeah. And something I learned recently when I washed them, which, you know, took me more wears mm-hmm. than I'm probably willing to publicly admit, yeah. um, is that they came out wrinkled. Yeah, it's so annoying. And do I need to iron them? 
Yes, is the answer. I've been noticing this. I like, I was like, all of a sudden. About like, my pants or you've just been oh, noticing no, no, it? no, 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 about mine. I Instagrammed about it and I had a lot of fellow upset people in fellow my DMs. Fellow upset people. Fellow totally. upset people <laughs> yeah. being like, yeah, I know. And it's so annoying. And then I also had the people who were like, my husband irons his jeans. And I think it's so, I think it's so weird because yeah, jeans are not something you should have to iron. But now that it's not all about the stretchy skinny jean we all of a sudden have to iron our jeans and that's not something I was prepared for. Well, because the stretchy for. ones, first of all, they had stretch in them so that yeah. does something. And then second yeah. of all, your body sort of your like... Your body irons them out for that's you. That's right. Your body heat yeah. is what's ironing them. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's very frustrating and I was not prepared for it. And here's the other thing I've learned in embarking upon this big project of ironing my jeans. You can't just do a quick iron. You got to like get in there with the steam and go over it a well, bunch. it's thick. It's thick. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, it's frustrating. And I say this as someone who recently bought and delighted in a new proper ironing board because since high school, all I've ever owned is the college dorm style ironing yeah. boards, which are awful. Yeah, no. <laughs> and I don't know why I never felt like I could own it, the bigger ones. It really doesn't make sense given anything else I know about you. And about my consumption habits. <laughs> yeah. They, and uh, that you thought that like this tiny little tabletop ironing board is is the answer to any of your problems is... Truly I something. I really don't know. I think like I, I don't, I, I can't explain it other than I probably just wasn't ironing that much stuff. And so now that I have a little more space in my abode, I bought this Brabantia ironing board, which I love because of how easily it folds up and unfolds and it's a delightful ironing board, but I still would would prefer not to use it to iron my jeans. Hi, I'm Pia Berengini, the creative director of LPA, an entrepreneur, a wife, and a dog mom based in Los Angeles. This is my new podcast, Everything is the Best, where we basically ask interesting people, how did you go from zero to yacht? I'm always curious how the hell people became successful, and I figured you would be too. Get on the internet with me. Let's laugh, let's cry, let's overshare, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Check out new episodes every Wednesday. It's all for you, baby. Thanks for listening. Love you, mean it. Something else people might like that you were, I, you say that you weren't like scoffing at it, but you definitely were scoffing at it a little bit. I bought the, <laughs> I was not scoffing at it. I just was like, what is this? Can't you just lean your ironing board up against the wall? Okay. So, yeah. the, so yeah. the thing that I'm yeah. Talking, yeah. Yeah. talking about yeah. is I bought a product at Container Store that basically is a hook um, that you hang your mm -hmm. ironing board from the inside of a door. Um, and it's it like also a, has a space to hang your iron on. Yes, but like only certain irons fit in there okay. and you cannot buy it with the expectation that yours will. Okay. Ours does not fit and ours is pretty standard iron. And the comments in general are like, this is not the really. Reviews. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the reviews are basically are like, mm, maybe this is not for that or they yeah. need to do a better job of like this component. Mm -hmm. The reason, Claire, that I can't just put it in my closet. I mean, it could, of course, yeah. but it takes up space and yeah. the back of the door yeah. is... Is free space. True, true. Um, and then it means there's no like wrestling the ironing board out of the closet. Yeah. Which yeah. I must admit, I'm not the one who does it anyway. Does Thomas do your ironing for you? Yes. Wow, so, that's so nice. So here's the thing. I've never been uh, in charge of ironing in my household. Hmm. Um, Thomas has always done the ironing in my house as an adult. And then when I was growing up, my mm -hmm. youngest brother... Ed, he was really, I would say in, ironing was a bit of a hobby for him. Um, <laughs> and what a hobby. So when he was really young in like th third or fourth grade, he was a, a real just like neat freak and he would want his socks and like underwear ironed. Socks. Yes, ma'am. Wow. And my mom said, 
we don't live in a house where your socks and underwear get ironed. So if you would like that to happen. <laughs> so it's not that kind of a hotel. It's No, I'm sorry. This is not five star. This mm-hmm. is merely a three star uh, residence. Mm-hmm. And so if that's something you're interested in pursuing, you will have to take it up yourself. Mm-hmm. And so he did. And it got to the point where he was just act so active about ironing in general that when I was in high school and he was in middle school, if there's something that I wanted ironed, he would also wake up at like 530 in the morning because he was like a baseball card day trader, more okay. or less. Okay. I would hang things on the outside of my bedroom door. Wow. And then he would iron them in the morning. Did you pay him? No. Okay. This was just part of his like morning ironing routine. routine. He would put them back on my door. He was also responsible for waking me up in the morning. Wow. Um, It was quite, it was very luxury service. It did really upgrade the residence to a five star at that point. Do you feel like you've repaid him in any way? Oh, I met. Well, so yes, Claire. So Mm -hmm. when he moved to New York, he stayed with me and with Thomas for a few weeks. Um, And at that point, we did just have one of those dorm style ironing boards. And Mm -hmm. every morning he would take out the dorm style ironing board, put it on our little like dining room. We had like our table. We had a table, right? He would put it in the middle of our table and like iron for 20 minutes. And Thomas definitely- (laughs) While you guys were getting ready. Yeah. And Thomas definitely like as kind hearted as he is and as like loving of he as he is of my brother was definitely like this crazy, like the, <laughs> and like disruptive, <laughs> like get it out of here. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've never ironed that much. I mean, at some point I got really into starch. I feel like there was a point in middle school <laughs> where kids would make fun of you if you weren't ironed enough. And also me being in middle school lined up with the ascendance of khakis. Yeah. Um, and like Gap got really into khakis. Yeah. And so everybody was wearing khakis. And if your khakis weren't ironed because you were in middle school and people were just always looking for things to make fun of, that yeah. happened. And so I got really into starch during that period to make sure my khakis were pristine. Yeah. yeah. No, interesting. It's an in- <laughs> it's bold. Okay. I also love the smell of starch. Um, but you also grew up in a household where there was a, an impassioned ironer present oh as well. God. I mean, it, I don't even... I, Listen, my mom has always loved ironing, but something in the last like 10 to 20 years, she bought a mangle, which I don't even know what that, what, I didn't even know what that I was. I hadn't heard of this term um, um, and I would like you to explain to, to our listeners so what the fuck this is. Really the only thing a mangle is good for is for ironing sheets, which is Your something- Your mom's going to like write into this episode and be like, that is completely she's gonna untrue. Have, she's going to issue it's, a lot of corrections. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I look forward to that. Maybe so, table linens. I don't know. Go on, go oh, on. She definitely does table linens. See? Like, right after Thanksgiving, all the placemats and the cloth napkins and everything go through this. It's the Mila, Mila, Mila? Mila yeah. rotary iron. Um, we know from our vacuuming episode that she's a Mila brand loyalist. Yeah. Um, and it's giant. It's like- I don't know, like six feet long, maybe, maybe not quite that long, maybe like four feet long. And it's a giant rotary iron. So it's got this tube and then a big metal piece clamps down over the tube and then you work it with a foot pedal and you roll things through it. It's like a pasta maker looks like sort of. truly enormous pasta maker in a way. <laughs> and you're just, you're like- You're feeding things through it. Right. And you're it's like so tight that it's, and there's heat yeah. applied. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean- And when I was in high school, I would, because it felt like easier than doing actual ironing, I would try to feed my jeans and stuff through it and, or, you know, whatever. Which sounds like about as effective as having, trying to cram a lot of paper into a paper shredder, exactly. you know, where you're like, it's just, I'll just yeah. do it like this yes. instead of breaking this up and it'll be so much faster. And then you're like trying to rip the paper out of the paper shredder. I mean, I think it's a totally insane proposition to iron sheets at home to begin with. And it's part of the reason I was thrilled about linen sheets coming yeah. into fashion because they, they're they supposed to look wrinkly. But my mom insists on it and in fact texted me the other day and was like, 
I didn't iron my sheets this week and I did not like the feel at all. And she, she was like, we, we slept wrinkly. Um, slept wrinkly. The other thing she got really excited about recently, I would say like in the last like five to 10 years is what's called the Laura Star ironing system. Notice it's not just an iron. No, I true. I noticed it's an ironing board that is hooked up to the iron. And I should have. I should, what do you mean? I should have done more research, but I also didn't want to know. It's like this whole <laughs> circular system where, like, when you turn it on, the ironing board sort of like inflates. I think a little bit so that it's like perfectly smooth, and then oh, so it doesn't have wrinkles that then it's imparting onto your clothing. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. And so there's like the iron is connected with a tube to the ironing board, and okay. it's absurd. I also didn't look up the price because again, I don't want to know. But when I did go to the website to make sure I was getting the name right, I noticed that they have a very um, like robust content strategy, which you you noticed included a really remarkable piece about how the Laura Star ironing system (laughs) is featured in the movie Parasite in the wealthy family's home. Uh, As this piece of content on the website said, in the dream home, um, (laughs) it was was the iron featured in the dream home. And there are screenshots and there's like I, it's honestly, a really long article. Honestly, about just it. a lot more about Parasite, the film, than I would have expected to be on this iron web ironing website. Well, a lot of patting themselves on the back for being like, people didn't know if this movie was going to be big, but we like really believed in the filmmaker and we really believed in this film. And so we partnered with them on this. And also, as you can see, this family has really high quality standards. <laughs> and- I mean, I, listen, I don't want to underrepresent how they contributed to this film, but mm-hmm. I just, it doesn't seem to me that supplying an iron and an ironing board or uh, sorry, 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 an ironing ironing system, system. an ironing um, system was a huge risk. No, definitely not. (laughs) Definitely not. Um, I, yeah, your brother and my mom, I think would have a lot to discuss about irons. I wonder if he started to do a deep dive into the world of luxury ironing products. Gosh, that would be a really good gift for him. I don't think I've really thought about the opportunity there. It's got to be a small market too, because the number of people who can afford a Laura Star system and don't send out their clothes to be ironed, <laughs> like what? Same with this meal of mangle, right? Oh my gosh, truly. Um, something that we have learned in our jean ironing mm-hmm. uh, pursuits is that dryer balls do help. Yes, for sure. Um, which like, I don't know, I'm always, I'm not like I'm suspicious of dryer yeah. balls, but it always feels like, uh, I, I do think like a dryer ball is really good for jeans specifically. I don't think, I don't think they're as helpful for other things, but I think for jeans, it, that's exactly what you want is for them to be pounded about. I have a set from a set, I guess, from mm-hmm. Heartfelt that are made of New Zealand wool. Um, they're available on Amazon. I really like, so Food 52 has this private label that we've probably talked about before. Six or seven times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They make beautiful dryer balls in the prettiest colors and you can buy, they have like a cool colored set and a warm colored set. Sure. I sat at the computer for a good 90 seconds deliberating which color set that I wanted because they're both so pretty. I Mm -hmm. ended up going with warm. Um, They're quite beautiful. Interesting. Yes. And they work well. The other thing we wanted to talk about on this episode- you mean we're not just going to talk for about ironing for another 10 to 15 minutes because we already talked. <laughs> not not today. Almost 20 minutes about iron. Not today, Claire. Um, so the other thing that we wanted to talk about that we've gotten some requests about are newsletters that we yes. love. God, there are so many. We're living in a, a golden age of newsletters. Golden age of newsletters. I, for one, I think, you know, some people don't like it, but I, for one, and I think a lot of people feel this way. I just like my, my content delivered straight to my inbox. If I'm going to have to be there all day anyway, 
Give it, give me the good stuff you there. Know, part of why I feel this way now um, mm-hmm. is that I think RSS feeds um, at some point were fairly good content delivery systems. Yeah. And there is not a great one anymore. Feedly's fine. Yeah. Um, it's no Google reader. Yeah. Um, and so I would just prefer the stuff I want to come to me. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So we these are not organized in any particular way whatsoever. No way. Um, but we have a whole bunch that we want to talk about. Okay, so the first is... Anne Friedman's newsletter, which is an exceptional newsletter. It also feels right to start with this one. The rest of them are not in any particular order, but this does feel like one of the OGs. Oh my gosh, totally. It like really like sets the tone for what a newsletter should be. Mm-hmm. I think and she's been doing it for a while. She So her newsletter format, she, first of all, if you don't know who Anne Friedman is, she's one of the hosts of Call Your Girlfriend. She is a wonderful writer and she does other podcasts. She's She's a What's the word I'm thinking of? An intellect, but that's not the word I, I wanted. She's thought leader. Sure. <laughs> Is that the word you were looking for? <laughs> she, she's just a great writer and a thinker. Yeah. Thinker. Sure. Um, <laughs> so she writes. So the, the newsletter usually starts out with like a little blurb from her about just what's happening, what's on her mind. And then she dives into a bunch of stuff that she's read that week, um, sort of stream of consciousness style. So tons of links. She links to anything she has is also like watching or listening and anything she has written or produced herself. Um, um, if you become a member, if you subscribe, uh, a paid member of her newsletter, newsletter list, you get her pie charts, which are wonderful and charming. And you just get a chance to support Anne, which is also lovely. Great experience. I was thinking about it. I was like, I definitely pay because I want to support Anne. But if I didn't, I think I would be paying for the pie charts because they're so good. They're really good. Um, I think the nicest compliment that I ever get about our newsletter Mm -hmm. is that Anne Friedman's newsletter and our newsletter are the only one that someone reads. Huge compliment. Wow. Yes. Wow. I just respect Anne so much. And if she ever gives us a shout out in her newsletter, which happens every once in a while, it's like the highest compliment. Oh ever. my gosh. It's wonderful. Um, another one, Girls Night In, which is started by the very, very smart Alicia Ramos. It's a, sort of a mashup of long reads, self-care, stuff to do at home, whole idea being like Friday night, great night to stay in and just take care of yourself. And it's it's not totally dissimilar from 10 Things in that it's a lot of links to stuff that you, you just sort of random mix of things you might like, but with an emphasis on self-care. Yes. Um, we... I'm a fan of uh, writer Seth Putnam, who actually wrote for Avakind back in the day. And he has a newsletter called Shelter that is more about interior design and travel and discoveries. Um, he does. He links to a bunch of newsletters. And I really appreciate this format, which he didn't invent, but is very good at where he just pulls he links out to the a bunch best of stories. He, yeah. yeah, he links to a bunch of stories and he pulls out the best line from each story, which I really that's that's what I want. I want it's to useful. know. Yeah, it's very useful. Well, because even if you decide not to click the link, you're still getting something out of that's it. That's right. You know? Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh. This one's so good. Our friend Ruthie writes a newsletter called This Week in Scams. And if you're not getting it, I don't know what how you're living your life. It comes out whenever she damn pleases. A hundred percent. Which she um, is very, very much owns. You know, she doesn't charge for it. So she can put it out whenever she wants. And it, her tagline, she she claims that the reason she started it was because she thought she didn't want to waste a really good tagline, which she came up with, which is, a scammer is a friend who just hasn't robbed you yet. Um, and it's an incredibly satisfying read. It's about some scam that she's excited to tell you about. And you're never quite sure what her take is going to be on it. No. It's always a very compelling take because Ruthie, maybe I never made this connection to Ruthie's mom being a lawyer, but she, Ruthie makes a really strong argument. She's like, <laughs> well, you she know, at some point Ruthie thought 
about going to, gra- to law, law school. school. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, she, she builds rock solid arguments and sometimes she's defending the scammers. Sometimes she's taking them down, but it's always about scammers. <laughs> I think defending loosely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the Garden Variety mm-hmm. newsletter by Mallory Brooks and Emily Hindman is inspired by 10 Things, which is so flattering. hugely flattering. This one's really wonderful. It's a solid roundup of books, recipes, music, design hacks, etc. I really enjoy it. It's very like voicey. You feel like you're pals with these women. Um, they do a good job at surfacing music, which I appreciate because I'm not good at finding music on my own. No, um, ma'am. And they inspired me to, to do my dried orange Christmas ornaments because they had a really good tutorial over the holidays about those. Um, Oh gosh, next one. Here for it with R. Eric Thomas. I just think he's the funniest man on the internet. Um, He writes for L.com. He does this recurring column for them called Eric Reads the News. And he just has a book out too. Yes, he has a book out called Here For It. Um, and his newsletter is called, also called Here For It. And he's just really, really funny. Um, he, he does a lot of just cultural and political commentary on L.com. And um, yeah, definitely worth signing up for. Why is this interesting by Noah Breyer and Colin Nagy is very, it, it's like, I think it exposes me to a lot of things I, I'm not getting from a lot of other sources, yeah. if that makes sense. Noah and Colin, I feel like their whole brand is being interesting. They're just interested in a lot of stuff. <laughs> They're both just really do deep dives on like all the topics, but I think sort of like an emphasis on like travel, global issues. Colin is especially interested in hospitality and uh, how that relates to like loyalty programs and stuff like that. So they both also just know a ton of people. And so they will bring in friends to write these brief sort of deep dives on a singular topic um, that whether it's like they got these like ex-military guys to do a how to DIY your go bag. Basically, um, they did a really interesting deep dive on airline loyalty programs and how those work. Um, Very much vibes with the a thing or two ethos. Um, Cassandra Daly. You've been obsessed with Cassandra Daly for some time. We interviewed someone years ago for who a job worked there, who yeah. worked there and I'd never heard of it. It's it's like a trend, insights and trends company. Yeah, um, trend fo- forecasters. Yeah, it, it's focused specifically on um, millennials and Gen Z and they do this daily newsletter that is so freaking good. It's basically, it. I think it's always three examples of a trend they've identified, whether it's like CBD drinks or I remember they were like, why are all of these brands daring their followers to get uh, tattoos. Oh like, my God. Why, why yeah. is this a thing now? And they just surface these things that sometimes I, I'm like aware of, but don't know about all the examples well, of. Or that you wouldn't hadn't put the pieces together right, on yet. Exactly. You know? It was yeah. becoming a trend. And I, I like can't believe they give it away for free. I think it's so good. Um, they have a podcast too that, that sort of, uh, you know, goes deeper on these things. Um, well to do by Rena Raphael. So Rena is, she has really made it her beat to cover this sort of fancy wellness trends, yeah. I would say. Like, well, ladies and wellness. That's right. <laughs> um, exactly. And I, so this newsletter, Well to Do, that she does is sort of a roundup of stuff she's written and trends she's seeing in the space. And the thing I like about Rena reporting on this stuff is that she's not totally snarky about it. She's not making fun of it. She also isn't like chugging the Kool-Aid by the gallon. She has a pretty, she, she it's like, like a measured take. Yeah. She yeah. believes in it. She buys it. And she's also just has sort of like a reporter's eye on what she thinks is actually going to be successful. And as a and, business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, I like, I like reading her to just sort of be like, okay, what, what are we doing now? What's, what are we putting CBD in today? D's Links by Delia Kai um, is a media newsletter. And I feel like 
for a while, you know, I worked in a magazine world before we started Of A Kind. And for a while, I got a bunch of media newsletters. And then I unsubscribed to nearly all of them because they're just too insidery and too specific mm-hmm. and whatever. And this is the perfect thing if you're just like vaguely curious. Yes. You don't need to be in that world at all. Um, so Delia is a growth and trends editor at BuzzFeed who happens to be from my hometown, Dunlap, That's Illinois. Right. did she go to your high school? She did. Not I, at she the was same significantly time. younger than me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, which also, for whatever reason, I'm like, I like knowing how much younger she is to be like, oh, that you have like an eye for different things mm-hmm. than I necessarily mm-hmm. do. Um, this thing is daily, which you would think would be too intense. It is not. Um, and it's like, some of it's like publishing and media, like gossipy stuff. Some of it's just like the article that everybody's talking about yes. or like the, you know, the podcast snippet that she thinks you need to hear. Sometimes reading that newsletter feels like, great, I don't need to go on Twitter today to see what everybody's talking Same. about. I, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? I really, I think the answer is I don't need to go on Twitter like ever. Yeah. And this is a nice reminder of that. True. Yeah. Courts Obsessions is uh, from the Media Property Courts, and it is this deep dive into these very far-ranging topics. Mm-hmm. Um, it is also daily. One of the things I really like about this newsletter is that it has some like bells and whistles. They're yeah. like polling and blah, 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 mm-hmm. and quiz features that make you think about the newsletter format a little bit differently mm-hmm. and just the potential if, you know, if you're like a big media company, what you could be doing with this. Um, but the things they cover, man, some of it is incredibly timely and pointed, and some of it's just sort of so like random. whatever um, in a way that is surprising and fun. So some recent ones have been late capitalism, mm-hmm. Caesar salad, and lazy rivers. It's excellent, <laughs> excellent assortment. Just well a real, just a real grab bag there. Um, speaking of late capitalism, <laughs> <laughs> the new consumer. We're obsessed with it. You've heard us talk about it. We've had Dan Fromer on the podcast. Um, so this but is to talk about another project with his, to be honest. Yes, that's true. We yeah. talked about Points Party. But so new consumer, I think this is the first newsletter where and maybe only one on here that you have to pay for. It is two hundred dollars. It should absolutely go on your corporate card. It is if you're the sort of person who can <laughs> expense yes, these things on their corporate exactly. card. Exactly. But it is if you work in anything consumer facing, um, this newsletter is just really sharp reporting on what's happening in everything from like, you know, the D to C world, um, what was all a buzz at the fancy food show, what's happening at the Milan design shows. Um, and it's, uh, Fromer is a sort of veteran tech business reporter and he understands things in a really Nuanced, sophisticated yeah. and nuanced ways. Like he can, he can read an SEC filing and tell you what, what it means. Um, so it's really fun to follow, especially with like all of the recent IPOs and drama in the startup world. Well, but- I also think he's made me care about certain stories that mm-hmm. I just didn't care about at all. One yep. of his, uh, one of his early posts that made me think about it was liquid death, that yes. water and that mm-hmm. canned water. Um, and I had, I just like hadn't really been paying attention to what was going on there. And yeah. basically a lot of people were mad about the fact that liquid death is basically just branding water, putting it into a can and raised a bunch of money. And, you know, it is, uh, this exactly the sort of person who would, you would expect to raise a lot of money off the uh, back of canned water. Yeah. On the other hand, Fromer did a really good interview with him that talked about the fact that basically the branding and the presentation of this was all kind of towards people who maybe were drinking monster energy drinks mm-hmm. or drinking all kinds of other crap that that if you got them to drink water instead, that would be A plus. Right. So you're like, oh, there are Here's actually, another side of that. Coin. Oh, look, there's some gray area. Yeah. Oh, look, it's not all black and white. We don't need to like cancel this thing on Twitter. Totally. He he also, uh, from our, had sort of a hot take on this growing trend of specifically D2C companies sending out sloppy marketing emails that look like they've like forwarded you an email chain in between executives, which I really despise. I'm like, this is so annoying. And like, 
obviously it feels forced to me. He loves it. It it is forced. He loves it. And I was like, okay, I'm interested in your take on this. And, and he always has a take. Another take that I really appreciated from him was what the FTC stopping the Harry's acquisition meant. Same. Um, honestly in a global way. And he's someone who can knows enough and has enough context to sort of be making these claims. And, you know, he's not just reporting on all of the startups. He understands the bigger players too. And, and what all of that means. And he can talk about Procter and Gamble with credibility. Yeah, totally. Um, so, and there's a lot of Apple content too. Yes. You yes. Know? He, um, he's a veteran like Apple reporter too. I think totally. was his beat for a while. Totally. Oh, another really wonderful one. Very, very different uh, <laughs> variety. <laughs> Farah Sheik writes a newsletter called Say Hot, which focuses on holistic health, mental and physical for women of color and other marginalized communities. And, um, I'm not a woman of color or from a marginalized community, but I really appreciate it and get so much out of it, even though it is not meant specifically for me. Farah is just really thoughtful and a really good writer and very honest and vulnerable. And so she takes you through a lot of sort of her fitness and nutrition journey. Um, a, a recent one sort of reflected on how her like journey to getting healthier is parallel to her journey to getting more like financially stable and dealing yeah. with personal finance, which I thought was really interesting. She also does a nice job rounding up uh, like interesting links from the internet, which I appreciate. Um, This one does feel a little bit related. The Mm -hmm. Examined Life by Courtney Martin. Um, We love Courtney Martin. She wrote a book that we talk about and reference a lot called The New Better Off um, about sort of how our generation is living and what what wealth means to us, I suppose. Um, So she writes these um, sort of thought pieces on life, parenting, being a responsible citizen. And man, they are brief, but like always a gut punch. And I feel like 80% of the time I I tear up reading them. She's the thing I like about Courtney, because I feel like I I really don't like like thought leaders and like wellness gurus and stuff like that. But she's Why just, not? <laughs> I can't imagine. Right. And like, I think her cat, like, she sort of works in the same field as those people, but she feels very different to me because she's just never, ever preachy. She she typically comes from a place of asking questions rather than telling you how to do something, which I like about her. We've just discovered this newsletter recently oh, yeah. by Noah Kalina, a t- truly tremendous photographer. Yeah. So we've followed Noah's work for so long. Um, and I feel like I've formed a new relationship to his work by following him on Instagram because he's really funny. Yeah. Um, and he is smart and really, really observant. He like lived in Williamsburg forever. And that's a big part of his aesthetic and his brand. But a while ago, he bought a house in upstate New York and spends most of his time there. So that also colors a lot of his content. So then he recently started a newsletter that he sends every Monday where he ties together sort of like observations about the world with various work and and photography that he's doing. Um, And it's really just like funny and satisfying. If you don't know Noah any other way, you probably know him from his project called Every Day because he's taken a self-portrait every day for the last 20 years and he strings them together and things incredibly satisfying. Remarkable, remarkable, remarkable. Incredible. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay, one that I have become sort of obsessed with over the last year is called Oversharing by Allie Griswold. Um, So this newsletter is technically about the sharing economy, but if you would have told me that I would subscribe to and and get excited to open a newsletter (laughs) about the sharing economy, I would have laughed at you. So it's like, it's really about more than that because at this point, the sharing economy is just basically the economy Mm -hmm. Um, and just trends and things that we're seeing, um, especially as it relates to sort of like consumer economy. Allie is an editor at Quartz and 
the reporting is A plus, uh, which reflects her sort of day job, but it also is very voicey. There are a lot of like jabs and zingers mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and like wordplay that just really works. <laughs> and um, speaks and to you. speaks to me, obviously. Her coverage of the WeWork saga was exceptional. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of coverage of the WeWork saga in the world at that point, but hers was my favorite. And everything that she's written about, like scooterization of American sidewalks um, has also been very, very good. Five Things I Ate by Sophie Chu, which is weekly. I This is a newsletter literally about five things someone else ate. What a great concept. Yeah, but like, what, it sounds like it would be like not that sad. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, I didn't get to eat it. Right. So what am I here for? But but where would Instagram be if we didn't care about what other people were eating? You know? But there aren't pictures. There are no oh. pictures. Oh, no, this is okay. a pictureless newsletter. Oh, okay. I, I don't even think about that. Yeah, there are not visuals in this okay. newsletter. Um, it is a combination of restaurant things and recipes and occasionally like the Trader Joe's find. Mm-hmm. And she's just like smart and funny. Um, she surfaces a lot of especially good Chinatown restaurants and like there's a very strong uh, dumpling presence here. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is by day a data reporter at ProPublica, um, an organization mm-hmm. that we feel very strongly about. Um, and the last one, can yes. you believe this is the last newsletter we're going to recommend? A strong one though. Read Like the Wind by Molly Young, uh, mm-hmm. who now does this newsletter for New York Magazine. I love, I think, every single thing Molly Young's ever written. She's wonderful. And we've been following her work since she just had a Tumblr and was, wasn't getting paid to write. And she, since she was a tiny baby writer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this, oh my gosh, um, Molly loves books. Yeah, I love she, books. She's a big reader. And so this newsletter is book recommendations. It is not just about new releases, which I greatly appreciate. Mm-hmm. She's very good at surfacing like older stuff and also just puts things in a totally different context than you've ever seen them put in before, which is, uh, which is fun. It's also just very interesting to me that New York Magazine uh, like acquired or took on or mm-hmm. uh, co-opted or whatever. I don't know what the I don't yeah. know what this arrangement <laughs> truly is. I just know that now she does this newsletter with New York Magazine, right. and it's. I wonder if some of these other newsletters will eventually have homes under like of, media yeah. umbrellas. I imagine that might be the yeah. way things go. It's smart. It would yeah. be. It would be smart. It would be. Yeah. Anyway, so sign up for. I mean, we get all pretty much all these newsletters and then some. So I, we think you can handle it too. We'll put the yeah, links these to are sign just up. The ones we really like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we'll put the links to sign up for these in the show notes. The other thing that I do that I find really helpful because obviously these all come to our updates or promotions folder is I just tag them all with a certain label so that then when I'm like I'm in the mood to just read a bunch of content that I actually want to read, I can just go to that folder. I, that is is really smart yeah, um, because they get buried and they get they lost get really and when buried. I miss certain things like when I miss a new consumer newsletter I know I get a little heartbroken and have same. to then go back and check <laughs> to make sure I didn't miss others yeah that was fun that's <laughs> the show this has been a production of Dear Media you can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ you can listen to us wherever podcasts are found like Stitcher iTunes and Spotify if you have ideas for the show or want to advertise email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com Find show notes and much more on a thing or two HQ.com.